Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that's the problem with a lot of rom-coms like they claim like because it's in the clues in the name they should be eco-romantic and funny whereas I do find that as even as someone who's a fan of them most rom-coms are either like really good at the romance and crap at the comedy or vice versa whereas I feel like this film does a really good job of both and that's why it's so good I just also really, really love Steve Carell in this. There's just something about his humour and the way he can kind of like go to those levels and you're still on his side. I just think I really enjoy watching his films and I think this is like one of his best. Hello everyone. Joining Flixwatcher today we have Lizzie. Hello. Neil. Hello. And Kobe. Hey. And we're here to talk about Crazy Stupid Love. If you enjoyed this episode of Flixwatch Podcast, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else you can rate or review podcasts. Also follow us on Flixwatch Pod at Twitter or Flixwatch on Instagram. And always thanks to the mighty people for the tunes they can hear right now and to Ben at Rocket Audio for editing this particular episode and all the episodes of our podcast. If you want to get your podcast edited, then why not give Ben a call? Go for Rockwood Audio, that's R-O-K-K Wood Audio and tell them that Flixwatch is in you. Hello film fans, welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Our guests today are Neil and Lizzie. Over to you please Lizzie to say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do please. Hi, my name is Lizzie. I'm a big film fan. I was set with Neil because we're both big film fans on a date. Seven years later, still going all right. Day job is not film related. I work as a scholarships officer for a scholarship for international students. But yeah, that's me. And you, Neil? Yeah, I'm Neil. I am a blogger and occasional podcaster. Yeah, I blog quite a bit about films and TV, attend all sorts of like events and festivals and cover them. And yeah, big old film fan. Awesome. And you chose Crazy Stupid Love. Can you tell us first of all why you chose it? And then we'll get the timer out. You've got 60 seconds to tell us the synopsis. Pressure's on. So I'm not like the biggest rom-com fan. I think Lizzie's a much bigger rom-com fan. I like when it comes to films are more sort of horror and action but for this it genuinely feels like one of the best romantic comedies of modern times i think it came out in 2011 i think i'm right and it's just very funny it's heartwarming at times it's very clever it's got sort of a smart sort of ending as well so yeah it's it's overall it's very very good okay it's not just timer starts now 
Okay, so this is about Cal, who's played by Steve Carell, and he suddenly is told by his wife that she wants to get a divorce. His wife's played by Julianne Moore. He is feeling quite downtrodden and downbeat, and he wants to rediscover his manhood, which he does by accidentally meeting Ryan Gosling's Jacob in a bar, where he starts to dress differently and meets all sorts of women. Perfect. Right, so... How many people actually saw this at the cinema? Did anyone see this in the cinema? I think I did. I don't think I did, no. I don't think I did. But you think you did, Helen? Yeah, I think so. What pulled you in then to the cinema? Because I had a Cineworld Unlimited card back in those days and would go and see (laughs) basically anything. And Ryan Gosling was kind of big and like big fan of Steve Carell from the 40-year-old Virgin and... Big fan of Julianne Moore. In fact, like the whole cast is kind of stacked and I think it kind of came with fairly good reviews before everyone got to make their own mind up about it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, was, for me, this is one of the films I, I didn't... I maybe shunned it because of the title and assumed it was going to be nonsense. And then I don't know why I watched. I started watching it, but then within like five minutes, I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. Hmm. <laughs> this is really good. What about yourself, Neil, Lizzie? I think I would have been on my year abroad in France when this came out, which is probably why I didn't see it in the cinema, because I did see a few films in France, and most of them are dubbed, and dubbed films are just not the one. You want the Vost version, don't you? <laughs> I hate dubbed films so much. Like, ugh, just horrible. So, yeah, I probably would have seen it after the fact, maybe just at home or with friends, but I've always loved it ever since I've seen it. But yeah, that would be, I imagine that would be the reason, because I have always loved rom-coms, so, yeah. I can't remember when I first watched this film. I definitely didn't watch it in the cinema. It may have been Lizzie who introduced it to me, possibly, but I can't remember. I really love this film, but I can't remember when I first watched it, apparently. Yeah, it was it was probably me being like, I know you don't like rom-coms, but please give this one a go, because I promise you, you will like it. <laughs> yes. It's funnier than most of them. I think that's the problem with a lot of rom-coms. Like, they claim, because it's, and the clues in the name, they should be equally romantic and funny, whereas I do find that, as even as someone who's a fan of them, most rom-coms are either, like, really good at the romance and crap at the comedy, or vice versa. Whereas I feel like this film does a really good job of both, and that's why it's so good. I think, historically, just to say before we go further into it, rom-coms do score quite well in Flicks Watcher. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Everyone seems quite positive on it from the start. Yeah, I think it's great. I just think, the cast, I don't know why, I, maybe I just didn't, maybe I just heard the title and thought, no, this is not going to be for me in any way, shape or form. But looking back in it now, like I said, Julian Moore, Steve Carell, didn't really know where Emma Stone, I think I had Superbad come out at this point. I probably didn't realise that she was going to be such a big feature as she was. Didn't so. really figure Ryan Gosling at the time. But then you got Marissa Tomei. You know, there's, that, there's so many people in this cast who are just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, What? David Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. It's like, I always forget that. (laughs) And then they all meet the standard of their own celebrity in this. I think they're just all fantastic in this. And it's really, really great. And in the setup at the start, it's interesting. And then the twist at the end, I don't think I've seen that in a rom-com. And the first time watching it, it was just like, whoa. Such an unexpected twist in the film. I didn't see it coming. And when it came, it was like, oh, this is... This is really good. This is really clever. (laughs) This is really funny. This is really, really, really funny. Well done. Well played. I think when you've got like an ensemble cast as well, you kind of have to get the balance right of giving everyone something to do. You can look at so many ensemble casts that 
you know that, that like someone can be in it for five minutes as long as they've got something good to do they're memorable they're good they fit into the film well whereas and this just it spreads it out really well like kevin bacon's in it but he's not in it loads but when he's in it he's really good because he's kind of fully aware that he's the villain of the piece and especially that scene where i think he's talking to Julianne Moore's character's son in the office and he's just ripping <laughs> him to shreds and it's, it's, yeah. it's so so clever but also with, with the Kevin Bacon with David Lindhagen first of all I think just the name and everything is, is brilliant <laughs> but he's not a mista- he's not like a super villain he's just like someone who's been kind of caught up in that he seems to genuinely actually like Julianne Moore's character I can't remember what her name is and you, you can see he's actually trying to make something work he's like oh He's not dancing around with glee that they've dis- they're potentially divorcing. He's just like, oh, well, maybe we can make it work then, which is brilliant. And I think the, the, also the different layers in that family, where you've got the kids in love with Jessica, the babysitter, the babysitter in love with Cal, Cal trying to get back together with his wife, but then also all these things going on the side. And then you've got Hannah stroke Nana, who you don't realise is part of it. It's just like the layers within that is, I just think it's really kind of fascinating how they pull that together. It must have been like a, a chart on a wall where they're trying to say, okay, they love them and they love them. But they don't know that they love them. Oh, it's, and it, Hannah is actually Nana. And if yeah. you work that out, then you'll you'll get it. But if you don't, then you're in for a surprise. I was listening out for this time because they, they actually mentioned the word Hannah. They actually mentioned her like halfway through the film. They don't mention oh. her before. So it's kind of a subtle kind of lead in there. But he does talk about his daughter mm. a bit more as you get there. When you watch it on rewatch, you're like, well, the sort of clues were there, but not <laughs> quite. <laughs> Also, in talking about the ensemble cast, cast as well, shout out to Josh Groban, who yes. does a great job of like the smarmy boyfriend. <laughs> like, just so, so good at it. You're just like, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, because Josh Groban isn't, but it, somehow they make him look like really dweeby. And, yes. Yeah. But it's just not really. <laughs> no, not in real life at all, no. But it's his behaviour. It's his, yeah. oh, he's, that, everything he's just he says, that very, guy. Yeah. yeah, he's that yeah, guy. That's yeah, that's it. But the twists and the, the interweaving romances and all that, it's almost sort of murder mystery-esque, especially with the big reveal at the end. It's almost like it's written like a murder mystery. It's really, really clever because they're all these like plot strands, but they just marry them all, all together at once uh, at the very end with that brilliant fight at the end. I just, It's just so <laughs> funny, especially when the cops come. And then Ryan Gosling can't stop laughing at it. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's my favourite bit of that. Just how he sees the ridiculousness of it and just sits there and laughs at the it. Famous gift. But even then he's still trying to protect, like, Cal. He's still like, you know, like, stay away, stay away from her. Like, you know, to, to David Linhagen. Like, great. <laughs> yeah, because when he says, you're David Linhagen. The film that launched the thousand gifts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that look that he gives him when he... I think he pulls his wallet out or his shoe, it's something like that. I mean, it's like Velcro. No, yeah, he pulls his wallet out and it's like Velcro or something and he gives him this look. <laughs> great. It's just like, great look. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's always been good at comedy, that he needs to do more. Like, see this, you see, like, nice guys, obviously Barbie. Obviously Barbie. Phenomenal. Yeah. 100% more comedy. Yeah, we've had nice guys on here, I'm sure. Sequel when? Like, any anytime anyone <laughs> ever, ever mentions the nice guys, someone will yeah. go. Mm. sequel sequel when like there's so many few times now people will be like yeah we want a sequel to that and it's like this is a film everyone wants to see more of like what is holding you back because it was great and seems a bit of a wasted opportunity apparently they weren't going to do a series but i don't know what's happened to that with both of them i'll take a second film (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who with but, but yeah i'd rather a film 
one thing I asked in the in the notes, well, in the, in the prep notes before coming here was like, do you think, I think it's the first time I've seen it in the post-Me Too thing. Do you think everything holds up there or are there some things you hold under a bit more of a lens or you can or does it get away with it? So I think this would be a perfect film if we could ditch the babysitter storyline and the slightly incelly kid. I just, I remember watching it before then and thinking, Ooh, I'm just not really sure about this young mm. girl and the, the fantasy of the older man. It just kind of feels a little bit, it doesn't feel like the film needs it other than the kind of fight instigator, which could come from from anything. And the taking the photos kind of feels a bit, I don't know, that's the, the, the only thing watching it now. And the sun is a little bit kind of... A bit much. I don't know. It's a bit like... Mm, take that out and it's perfect and I'm just a bit like yeah the, the babysitter line is the one that I could I could ditch or I can just forget that's in there and just enjoy all the other bits fast forward those bits yeah, yeah. <laughs> get to the yeah. Ryan Gosling taking his shit <laughs> yeah I mean I fast forward to that as well to be fair <laughs> <laughs> the bit where she gives those photos to Robbie the kid at the end yeah, weird. That, oh. that's, yeah, that at least cut that out. That was weird. Because he's like, how old's he in this? I can never remember school ages in America because it's all weird. Yeah, I think the rest of it holds up okay, actually, the rest of the storylines, because the rest of them are like people who are going through things, be it, you know, like Cal and kind of like, you know, obviously like kind of sleeps around a bit, but then kind of realises that, but gets called out for it and then realises after the fact, you know, he wants to get back together with his first love. And Ryan Gosling's character as well, who, similar thing, but it's more, for him, it's more just like, oh no, he's found someone, which means he doesn't have to do that anymore. But I don't think there's anything kind of creepy or weird, like, you know, in those seduction scenes, like, it's like, he knows what he's doing, but also the girls know what he's doing as well. Yeah. Like, so I don't think any of that feels creepy, but I would agree that the babysitter stuff is just like, ooh, (laughs) a bit cringe. I do like the fact that he he says that he works dirty dancing into the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just does the lift. It's so good. Like she just sort Absolutely of slowly comes down. I work daily dancing the conversation. <laughs> just so funny. Because the, the the seduction kind of begins early on when he tries to buy her a drink and she rebuffs him yeah. and he sees it the challenge. But then she comes on to him. But when they get back to his apartment and he makes the perfect drink and she's like, so you do this then? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, what's your move? And he's like, well, when we was dirty dancing. And she's like, what? <laughs> and... It reveals it is the dance and she's like, so that happens in this and and it's just so perfect because that moment in Dirty Dancing is perfect and to have it replicated in this situation is perfect. And when she says, oh my God, it's like you're photoshopped. It's so (laughs) funny because it's true. It's like, how can a man have such perfect abs? And then (laughs) it's very difficult. I, I, I know. (laughs) <laughs> is that right Lizzie Just... don't I look photoshopped <laughs> the bit I like with that is it's funny because she's, say, she's saying what we're thinking at home and it's just so perfect and I'm not a fan of La La Land at all but in this film that I just think their chemistry is amazing. I think yeah. they're so brilliant together, these two. And it's so far into the film and you know it's coming, you know it's coming, you're like, the dick does, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then when it happens, you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just the dirty dancing move, isn't it? It's just got unhold power that he's managed to tap into. 
it's the combination of the move and as you say their chemistry those two together are are fantastic and this just they, they sort of cut through the ridiculousness of lifting someone up i mean it is ridiculous but it's also brilliant but i couldn't do it with anyone besides a baby and that's it that's the only person i could lift up I could lift anyone up. I'm not Ryan Gosling, unfortunately, despite previous claims. But it's a very funny moment. And like I think his chemistry, uh, Ryan Gosling's chemistry, also with Steve Carell, is really good. Like It takes a while yeah. to sort of build to where they get to. But I love the development of their friendship. Like he really sort of, he rips into Cal a bit, like when they go shopping. And that sequence is a great, great sequence of the film. But it just shows how well, like, one person can work with like uh, like two actors in, in in different ways and just show it, is, it shows how layered he he really is even though he seems really surface level initially. Well, I mean, Cal, not Cal, Ryan Gosling, or right, yeah, Jacob, um, yeah, yeah, Jacob, yeah. I think those scenes with him wearing Miyagi's cowl, as it, as he calls it, calls <laughs> <laughs> it. It's, it's great. I mean, it's one of those films that manages to bring in the Karate Kid and Dirty Dancing, two films that have like. A pincer grip on people, and it yeah. brings and two films in we've had here on Flitzwatcher before as well. Yeah. <laughs> when I was watching this back, I was like, "Is are these seduction? Are these like pickup scenes going to be a bit dodgy?" And I think because it's played for the payoff at the end, works from it. And he's never Jacob is kind of happily invited into the area with the girls he talks to. I think you kind of get gets away with it. And also the way he's helping out Cal as well, not just from a, like, let's sort your life out, but just being a genuine friend in those scenarios. I think it really does, it does work. So I was, I was quite, quite pleased to see that. One line that makes me laugh more than this should do, I guess, is when Cal first sees Jacob and he sees him talking to his girls and goes, gay. And <laughs> I don't know, it shouldn't work and it, it just shouldn't. But also it's like, you know, it's, no, it's, it's, just what, it's just what Cal would have said with his friends at school. <laughs> as a derogatory thing, but it's just like not, it's not gay in any way, shape or form. It's just, a, it's just like, he's that not bad. I don't know why. I think with all the Jacob seduction scenes, the main reason they work is it's Ryan Gosling. He's just, he's inherently charming. Like there are, you could, those scenes could be played in a way that are creepy. Yeah. But even like when he first meets Hannah and it like gets all that legalese conversation in like, you know, uh, permission to approach the bench and yeah. like objection leading the witness and all that. Like, you know, someone else could say it and you like, your ro eyes roll into the back of your head. But it's just, it's, it's the way he does it. You can't help but be charmed by it, even though you can see it's a line a mile away. It's just inherently charming. Also, I really like her friend as a supporter. She's very yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. She's just so vulgar at times like and there's a point where i think she's talking to her, her on the phone at the bar and this guy approached her and said, yeah, no not even in a million years and it's just, yeah. it just very yes. funny she's very brutal and her reaction when she first sees ryan gosling is just completely yeah. overwhelmed it's very good she plays it really well is there anything else guys want to say before we head to the scores I just also really, really love Steve Carell in this. From the start, when it kind of like opens on his suit that's too big and his trainers, and like when he gets the news on the way home and just jumps out the car. <laughs> jumps out the car. I think that was a point when I was like, oh, this film's different when he jumps out the car. And like, he's just trying so hard, but he's just not kind of getting it right on some things. And his kind of like wild nights with the teacher is just really <laughs> funny as well. Because it's just, there's just something about his humour and the way he can kind of like go to those levels and you're still on his side. I just think, 
I really enjoy watching his films and I, I think this is like one of his best. And it's really sweet in the way that, you know, he goes back and does the gardening at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's another intertwining thing is where you see that that teacher was is Robbie's teacher and they have the, the interaction at the parents' evening and it goes a bit haywire then. Who wrote this? This is, I just generally think it's like, this is, this is a really well done, interesting, funny film. And it's two hours long, which is like, maybe shave a bit off, but ultimately it stays its welcome. It doesn't outstay its welcome in any way, shape or, you know, I think it's the length works well for the content and the, and the script and everyone who's involved in it. It's interesting because like most romantic comedies, there is kind of a makeover, but it's like always the woman that has the makeover. Whereas in this kind of, it's told quite a lot from a male perspective in that we don't really know that much about Hannah until a little bit later on, even though obviously her and Ryan Gosling are one of the main romantics relationships in it. So I think it's really interesting to be able to do it from the male side, but it's to have such a broad appeal. Yeah. Yeah, I think it grounds the friendship between the two guys as, as importantly as like the romantic relationships in it. And I think it does that really well. Like I don't think it does that as a as a disservice to like the romances in it at all. I think one of the most important relationships in it is between Jacob and Cal. And like Neil was saying, it's the that Ryan Gosling can have chem that there's different types of chemistry with different actors and the different relationships in the film. It's great. Yeah, the male friendship is really nice to see because I think there are times when you see them and they kind of stereotype them like they're all like drinking and making vulgar jokes and this, that and the other. Whereas these two seem to be genuinely connecting and genuine friends. So it's a nice change to that dynamic. Yeah, it's like when Jacob brings Cal, just before he's about to meet Hannah's parents for the first time, Hannah's mum for the first time. You know, that's when you see that circle completed, right? Mm. And it shows, it reinforces that friendship and also reinforces the fact that, okay, Jacob knows this one side of things in relationship, but then this is, even for him, is a, a different step. And then it does help really set up that fight and everything afterwards. I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's brilliant. Should we head to the scores? Let's head on over to the scores. I'm Sam Clements, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, another podcast in the Stripped Media family, a podcast that celebrates movies under 90 minutes long. Each episode, I'm joined by a special guest who selects a movie to join our prestigious lineup. Past guests have included fellow Stripped Media family members Martin and Sam from Song by Song, and Kobe from Flixwatcher, and Dave from The Wire Stripped. Search for us now on the app you're currently listening to this podcast, or join us at 90minfilmfest.com. So welcome to the Flixwatcher scores. All of our scores are out of five. You can have decimal places if you wish. And we will start with you, please, Neil, with your recommendability. Well, because you talked about certain things we would remove from this film, I would say four, because we would remove, you know, certain icky, shall we say, aspects about the babysitter and things like that. So I was going to go four. Lizzie? Yeah, 4.5. I think even with the babysitter stuff, it's still one of the best rom-coms of recent years i'd say helen yeah i think this is definitely one of the easiest rom-coms to recommend because i think men and women alike are kind of mesmerized by ryan gosling there's something about him <laughs> and i think because the humor it, it is an offensive humor it's very clever it's very funny and it's quite silly it's got pretty much a broad appeal and i know we've kind of I've said I, I don't like the babysitter story and I kind of feel it's a bit weird in it. 
but I would still 4.8 recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go for a five on this. It's super easy to recommend and it just maintains the humor all the way through, which I think I can never believe it's two hours long, but it just does work. And the thing that's that's special for rom-com is normally the, the 90 minute mark, you start to wane and you start to falter from it. And it just surprised me from, like I said, within the first five minutes when I press play on it. So repeat viewing score. Neil? I'd say five. Yeah. I think we've watched it multiple times, Lizzie and I. And it's just something that I always enjoy, always love watching. I always laugh at pretty much every single joke when we watch it. A solid five. <laughs> so I was just laughing. I was just thinking about him, Cal slapping. Sorry, Jacob slapping Cal. <laughs> oh, yeah, all those slapping scenes. <laughs> so good. And then he slaps him at the Yeah. <laughs> all, all those little lines in the makeover sequence, like, be better than the gap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor gap. I was thinking about that. He keeps like the, bringing the, him stuff out and he goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks oh, away. Like when at one he point. just throws when, his when, shoes away. <laughs> I think it's a bit where like Jacob's talking to like the shop assistant saying, oh, would you sleep? Would you sleep with yeah. Cal? And like, she's like, yeah. And then Cal's like, really? And Jacob's like, you're talking her out of it. Like, stop it. Like, you know, she's already think rethinking this decision. It's just, just great. It's funny. Yeah. Lizzie, repeat for school. Uh Yeah, I go five. Yeah, me and Neil have watched it a lot. Like, I think it's one we both equally enjoy. So, yeah, I'll go for five. Helen. I'm going to give it a strong four. It's not quite the five because it is a little bit longer than my ideal rom-com length, which is an hour and a half. So that's slightly stopping it. But yeah, it's a great one to watch and laugh along to, even though you know what's coming now. <laughs> I'm going to go for five as well. I think I watch it perhaps once every couple of years, just when it comes into my head, like, oh yeah, let's let's put it on. So when you guys suggest it, it's like, yes, it's that time of the year anyway. <laughs> And I, I can't. I don't know why I, I kind of forgotten the second half of the film. Not towards toward the latter half. I've, I've forgotten about the fight really and stuff like that. So I like that. I think I like maybe have that cadence where I don't quite fully remember the film and then pick it up again. I'm like, but no, I'm going to enjoy it fully through to the end. But I think it's, it's a fine because I'm, I think I'll happily watch this for ever. Really, I don't. In the same way, like with Harry Met Sally, you'll be watching that film forever. I think that's just. Magnificent. Small screen score. Neil? Yeah, five again, I would say. It's not one that's that cinematic. You don't need to watch it on a big screen. Small screen of any kind will do. It's kind of ideal for home viewing, I would say. Like, I don't think you need to go to the cinema to watch a film like this. Most rom-coms aren't that cinematic, so I'd say five. Lizzie? I'd say five too. I think it would be fun to go to a cinema and watch it and kind of hear people's reactions to it, but... Yeah, I agree. Like, you could easily watch it at home and it'd be just as enjoyable. So, yeah. Helen? Yeah, I'm a five as well. Kind of like perfect home viewing rom-comness. I'm going for 4.95. <laughs> because I think I, I, I would totally love to watch this with other people in the cinema. I don't think it needs to be seen in cinema, but I think watching with other people would be hilarious. Engagement score, Neil? Five, again, I think it's something that I will never, ever turn off if it's on. Although I never see it on anything. We normally just will choose to watch it on some sort of streaming service. But if it's there and we haven't seen it in probably just a few months, we'll watch it. So, yeah, definitely a five. (laughs) Lizzie? Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, it's definitely one. Yeah, if you were channel hopping and it was on, I'd leave it on regardless of where it was at. But very happy to sit there and watch it all the way through. 
think it's great. Helen? Yeah, it's it's one of those that is a surprise that it is the two-hour mark because it just kind of like zips along. And it is one of those that actually you do kind of need to pay a little bit of attention. Otherwise, you're going to be like, well, oh, where did this come from? And it does reward you when you kind of watch it again. You, you kind of know it's coming and it all ties up in this like really clever little package. So genuinely rom-coms are things that you can kind of have like on in the background and not really pay attention whereas I think for this one if you the more you give it the more of a reward you're going to get for it so I'm going to go 4.5 for engagement I think I'm going to go for a five because it is just I guess maybe from the first time I watched it and the twist to then each time I do watch it I do pay attention a bit more than I would just any other rom-com or comedy in general so and I think it deserves that that compared to the other one so yeah five that gives an overall score of actually hold on i'm gonna just go to our scoreboard so our top five films at the moment one two three four five uh when harry met sally joint with fugitive at, with a score of 4.78125 and then we have two other boys i love before so three so two rom-coms in the top three there then we have ghostbusters and groundhog day and then what we're doing in the shadows is exactly 4.7, which was the top rated film for a long time. So do you think, guys, that this film, is that anywhere near that? Where do you think it might feature? Do you think it's in the top 10? Neil, Lizzie? Top 10. I would say top 10 based on the scores we've given. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Helen? I would hope top 10. I'm trying to think back to the what we did in the shadows kind of scores. I think maybe they need to be a little bit higher more fives for it to top that but my math i'm terrible at math so i don't know well it is actually a new number one film <gasps> no no way <laughs> the overall score of 4.79688 really? absolutely <laughs> we should have a little jingle for like top film <laughs> da, 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 da. there you go <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wow. What is that jingle? I know that. Re- I recognise that jingle. I did suspect it might be quite high because I know Helen likes this, and we we talk, we've talked about this in quite a few episodes beforehand. Yeah, yeah, no one's picked it. And rom coms do well. They do here. Do. So, and often what lets film down is the small screen score or repeat viewing more than the recommendability or engagement. Oh. And I, th- I thought those would both be cut high, and they were. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, yeah, 4.79688 is the new one to beat. Not when Honey met Sunny in the initiative. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've blown this thing wide open. <laughs> Officially better than when Harry met Sally. Oh, I mean, I'm not God. sure. I, I, oh. I love, <laughs> no, I, not... I'm a big fan of Crazy Stupid Love, but it's not better when Harry, than when Harry met Sally. Like, objectively, it's just not. Yeah. Like, sorry. Well, it's canon now. It's written. Oh, damn. It's written. What a moment. We're all just to soak it in. All it needed was Ryan Gosling without his shirt on. We know it's more than that. Is it? It's a group effort. <laughs> Some big films in this top 10. Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day. Bill Murray features quite highly in this top 10. If you are interested in what this table looks like, it can be viewed on our website and you can yeah. toggle around with the settings to view it from bottom to top. Beware, there are over 320 odd films on that list. So you probably don't want to spend too much time there. You might want to spend a lot of time there. But yeah, you can view by toggling some of the scores and have a look and see 
where your favourite might be. It's not always where you expect it. What's the lowest scoring film? I'm intrigued now. <laughs> I was just going to look that score. up. The Go to the other end. It's not B movies, surprisingly, which does is not a great film. <laughs> it's that thing you do is uh, the lowest rated film. Okay. Which is why I'll never reach out to Tom Hanks to join us <laughs> on this one. <laughs> Surely there must be other films he's in that are further up the scale, though. Have we got Tom Hanks in this? Yeah, he's been in stuff. I'm pretty sure he has. That can't be the only Tom Hanks film. That would be a bit a bit sad. <laughs> It's not even that bad a film. It just one guest didn't like it at yeah. all. One guest gave zeros across the board, so yeah. it really, really, really spiked it. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's all right. Yeah, guys, well done. There's no prize. Oh, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> we used to, <laughs> when we did this live. We used to give everyone who uh, turned up a, a little pin badge to say thank you very much for, for partaking. Next time we we'll see, you, remind me, and I'll, if I have it, then I'll give you a pin badge. If not then, you know, you would get it because I wouldn't have it on me. Simple as that. You can buy us a drink. How's that? <laughs> Just say that, like, when Harry met Sally enter the top, we did that recording in person. So the, this top spot has been held for at least two, three years, I think. Oh, wow. So When Harry met Sally was episode 85. Yeah. So it's, it's been at least four years wow. since that came up. So, yeah. I thought it was going to be a high-scoring one, but I didn't. Yeah, number one, well done. Well done. Is yes. it, I don't know, is there anything, anything else I want to say? I feel should be say something momentous. <laughs> it's just because of Ryan Gosling and his abs. Is that what it is? That's what does it. That's what does it for me. What can I say? <laughs> All right. Well, Lizzie and Neil, can you sign up by telling everyone where we can find you online and then say goodbye to the listeners? So I am at Lizzie1708 on Twitter, Lizzie underscore swindles on Instagram. I am at underscore Neil's Real Deal, all double E's at Instagram and on Twitter. And yeah, this has been fun. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Rockwood Audio's editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Rockwood, R-O-K-K Wood Audio. Tell them Flix Watcher sent you. just heard a stripped media production.